Thank God for the victory that's ours in the name of the Lord Jesus. His victory is ours tonight. He's all that we need. And I, I, I don't know, I just feel like God ministered to some folks as we were just ministering in song there. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll just sit down and worship the Lord with songs and, and the Lord ministers to my spirit and lifts my spirit. Before long, whatever's troubling me is gone because His presence overpowers it. His presence pushes it aside and pushes it away. And listen, we're going to be having some more announcements this week uh, on uh, uh, our opening of other services and etc. We're going to wait on the announcement from the governor and, and phase, this next phase that they're going through. And we'll be hearing some things. And uh, I, I know this is difficult, but you know what? I'd rather do it this way and then have the presence of God and be able to at least open up one service right now. And uh, I'd rather have it this way and be able to see the faces of people and, and worship God with them. But it's going to come back to a point where we're going to be normal again. Praise God. God's going to bring normalcy back to us. This isn't forever. Uh, I tell you, listen, I, I want to emphasize that. Your trial is not forever. Your situation and circumstance is not a forever circumstance. We, sometimes we think we've learned, and this is the people's attitude, I've learned to live with it. I've learned to accept it and learn to live with it. But you know what God wants us to do? He wants us to do what I'm going to minister on to you right now. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Isaiah 26, verse 3, the prophet made this statement. He said, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because... He trusts in you. I don't know. I, you know, I, I guess I didn't have a bad childhood. I, I'll just, I'm going to put it that way. I didn't have a bad childhood. So I did learn how to trust my father, my earthly father. I, I learned to trust him. If he said something, I could believe him. And he would do it with, with everything in his power. He would try to make it happen. And I was the same way as, as we got our daughter. And, and I, 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 if I told her something, I wanted her to be able to trust me and to know that I would do what I say I will do. Listen, God is our Father tonight. He is our Father. <laughs> he begot you through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we, we have been begotten by the Lord, and, and we, we have the DNA of Jesus Christ in us, and the victory's ours, but we need to learn how to do what Isaiah said. The, he said he will keep him in perfect peace. I want to emphasize that word perfect. It's not a peace that is there one minute and gone the next, there for ten minutes and gone, and gone the next thirty minutes. No, perfect peace is perfect. It's there Continually, constantly, all the time. God wants His peace to rule your heart. That's what one writer said in the New Testament. Let God's peace rule your heart. Let it be the ruler of your heart. Listen, when you've got God's peace, you know He's with you. God's not forsaken us. He's not left us. He's not left us in a lurch. He's with us all the way. He's going to be there all the way with us. And we have that perfect peace because, because we trust in Him. We trust in Him. Joshua 1.9. Joshua's encouraging the children of Israel. He said, Have not I commanded you, be strong and, 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 and courageous. This is actually the Lord talking to Joshua in the first chapter there. 
because Joshua was getting ready to lead the people into the promised land that they were supposed to have gotten 40 years prior to this. But because of rebellion and disobedience and fear, they did not in unbelief. It's not just fear, it was unbelief. Unbelief is even deeper than fear. And uh, But they did not believe God. And they, they come up to the brink of going over. And God is encouraging Joshua. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. And do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We, we've got to understand today that we can trust God. He's not going to leave us in the lurch. He's, Jesus uh, said he'd never leave us nor forsake us. And he's with us always, even to the end. And so we need to understand that his, his promise is good. Uh, as the old saying goes, you can go to the bank with it. Because it's good. It's solid. And he said, be strong. Be courageous. Don't be frightened. Don't be afraid. Because uh, don't be dismayed. You know, what dismayed is, is where you just want to just give up, throw up your hand and say, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. Why I've tried. I've done the best I can do and nothing's happening. Because the Lord gave him this, the Lord, your God. Everybody say, he's my God. See, God is your God. And he is with you wherever you go. Now, I want to just give you some points here tonight about trusting the Lord. Because it's easy. When you're going through a traumatic thing like our nation's going through right now, to lose trust. To lose trust. We lose trust in politicians. We lose trust in our leaders, our, our natural leaders in this, in this, in the, in our nation. Uh, thank God. Uh, I, I thank God we're in Texas every day because we've got godly leaders. We've got men and, and people in high office there that respect the people of God. They respect the things of God, and they want to see God's people enjoy the benefits that's rightfully theirs. And But we, we thank God for that. But we, we have the trust in them, and thank God. God's not left us in the lurch. He's with us. But I want to give you some pointers tonight on trusting God. Trusting God. Number one, to trust is to place your confidence only in God. I want to say that again. To trust is to place your confidence only in God. Don't place your confidence in me. I, I'm glad that people can have confidence in me. I, I want our people to feel free to have confidence in my wife and I as leaders and pastors. But listen, our number one priority is to have confidence in God. God won't fail. Man can fail you. Man can let you down. Man can make you... Uh, stumble, <laughs> you know, uh, if, if you allow it to. But what God has said, what we got to do is place our trust and confidence only in God. Look what the Proverbs 3 verse 5 says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Everybody say, all my heart. <laughs> See, it's not just part of it. It's not just on Sundays. It's not just when you come to church. It's not just when you get in trouble and a problem. No, trust in the Lord with all your heart. All the time. And do not lean to your own understanding. Do not lean to your own understanding. Uh, in other words, God is everything we need Him to be. And what we've got to do is, in, in all your ways, the, the, the rest of that verse, in the next verse says, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And 
He shall direct your path. God is going to, God's in charge of our destiny. God's in charge of our destination. We're going to, we're going to make it. You're going to make it. And I want to encourage you tonight. Don't, don't look down, don't look around, but look a straight up or straight ahead because God is directing your path. And God is your source of strength right now. And, uh, He says here, the trust of the Lord more than believing in who He is and what He says. The word here for trust could also mean to have confidence in. We've got to have confidence in God. Uh, see, see, a lot of people don't have confidence in one another. <laughs> Sometimes spouses don't have confidence in one another. Friends don't have confidence in one another. That's why people can turn on each other in these end times. And you're going to see it more and more because there's not that confidence in them. But, we, we, but the word here for trust can also mean to have confidence. Having confidence in something means having an assurance that leads to action. Trust in the Lord is a faith that lets us boldly serve Him. And this confidence should infuse our whole being. So we, we need to understand to have confidence is you've got assurance that's leading you to good, strong faith acts in God and actions because our trust is in the Lord. All our knowledge, wisdom, and all should be saturated in the action-producing assurance of the Lord. See, everything is surrounded around Him and what He did, what Jesus did. Jesus did it 2,000 years ago. Uh, we're not going to take the time to go through all the scriptures, but Jesus dethroned the devil. He, was, he stole his position as God of this world, and he's still the God of the world of those that still listen to him and have yielded their lives to him, but he's not our God. God is our God. God is supreme. The devil is subject to the Lord. Every demon force in this world is subject to the name of Jesus Christ. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about that. Jesus is Lord. He defeated the devil 2,000 years ago. And when he did it, it was a once and for all deal. Praise God. Once and for all. Now, the final destination for the devil has not arrived for him yet. But he's already been sentenced. He's already been judged. And his execution date is just waiting on him. The devil has been dethroned. He's defeated. And, I, you know, let's quit magnifying him so much. He's not very big. You're going to get up there one day and say, that's what bothered me all that time. He's going to be a little imp up there, just a little, like a little ant or something. Amen. <laughs> but all, trust in the Lord. All our knowledge, wisdom, and will should be saturated in, in the action-producing uh, assurance of the Lord. When we lean on our own understanding, we trust in our own knowledge. When you lean on what you understand. Quit trying to understand. I can't figure out why all of this is happening, but I do know one thing. God said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And he's with us always. I, I, I don't understand and know how things are, 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 are you know, how, how all this is developing. I don't have understanding of that, but I do have understanding of God's word. God is in control. God's in charge. And God's not going to leave us in a lurch. And God's not going to leave us stranded somewhere. Jeremiah 17, 9 tells us that the problem with this is that the heart is deceitful above all things. The heart is deceitful and desperately sick. Who can understand it? 
Our own sinful nature can't be counted on. See, the heart of man, this, this is why we've got to put that trust in the Lord and that confidence in God. To trust is to place your confidence only in God. Don't put your trust in your talent and your ability. Don't put your trust in what you've got in the bank. Don't put your trust in anything else but God. God, he's the one that does it. And by new hearts, uh, by the, you know, we cultivate God-trusting hearts by meditating on the Scripture. We've got to meditate on the scripture. Spend time in prayer. Spend time before the Lord. Spend time talking to God. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing. I, I, I took a survey one time in a place where I was preaching a revival. And I was kind of ministering along these lines of trust and trust in the Lord and, and praying. And, uh, and I, just, I just went down the line and asked several people, uh, how many hours did you spend in prayer this week? Uh, I don't think I spent any this week, Pastor. <laughs> Well, how many, how, how many chapters in the Word have you studied and read on this week? Well, I, I got so busy I hadn't had time. These were answers that was given to me, you know, publicly. And But the thing is, what we've got to do is we, we, we're going to cultivate a trust in God and God-trusting hearts by meditating on the Scripture, spending time in prayer and companionship. Listen to this now. Companionship. With other believers. Fellowship's important. We need one another. We encourage one another. Uh, that's why we come by Facebook Live on the services where we can't have our people with us right now. But the thing is, we're still encouraging you. And it's just as if we're there, right there in, the, in, the, in your home with you. Where you're watching right now. God's presence is with you. And we, can, we, we just need to trust in Him. So, to trust is to place your confidence only in God. Only in God. Put, take all, if you've got your confidence anywhere else, get it away from there. God doesn't want your confidence in the security of your bank. <laughs> Thank God we need to use wisdom, and we do have banking facilities. We do all of that. But you know what? We've got to put our confidence in Him. Because he's the source of everything that we need. And one thing about it, God will never go bankrupt. He'll always have more than enough. He'll, if he don't have it, he'll make it. He'll create it. That's the kind of God we're serving. So trust him. Number two, to trust is to acknowledge God in everything. To acknowledge him. Look at Proverbs 3, verse 6. We read Proverbs 3, 5. And then the latter part of that, but I want to just emphasize that again, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And he'll make straight your paths. See, acknowledging God means that uh, knowing God wherever we are and whatever we're doing. When you acknowledge him, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, you're acknowledging God. God is with you. He should be like another person that's right there. The presence, his presence should be like another person with you in that car, in that house, wherever you might be. The presence of the Lord. Some of you are living alone right now. And uh, I know that's difficult. But you know what? God's presence is with you. And God wants you to put your trust and confidence in him. God will manifest himself to you. You'll feel his presence. You'll feel his peace. You'll feel his joy. And in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. And we need to dedicate ourselves to trusting and seeking God. Trust and seek him in in all circumstances. Uh, not just the things that we think are more important. In everything we do. 
I, I had a preacher friend of mine that uh, some people would think he was weird. Uh, to be honest, I thought he was sometimes. <laughs> but he wasn't. He had, he had a relationship with God. And he knew that God was with him. He would converse with the Lord. We'd be driving down the road and he'd be talking to the Lord out loud. And I thought he was talking to me. And I, he said, no, no, I'm just talking to God. He'd say, yes, sir. <laughs> he'd answer God back. Yes, sir. I, I said, wow. Now, somebody said, well, he's kind of off the rocker a little bit. No, he just had a pure, deep relationship with God that was tangible. The presence of God is tangible. Uh, God himself is tangible. He's not just some spirit being wandering around out here, floating around. God is tangible. You can feel him. You can hear him. You can talk to him. You, you can sense his presence with you in that time of trouble. And so, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Look at Jeremiah 15. I mean, 17, I'm sorry, verses 5 through 8. This kind of gives us a little clarity here. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. Hmm. Somebody said, well, Brother Clarence, you're getting pretty strong here. Yeah, well, I'm just reading the Bible. (laughs) Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the desert, and in, in the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Now, listen, this would be a terrible place to live in. Now, this is a man that cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his arm, doesn't trust God, because this is what he's going to be like. He may like a shrub in the desert. He doesn't see when good comes. He'll inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. But look what the next verse says. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes. I want to read that part again. You will not fear when heat comes. See, drought was a terrible thing. Drought, when the, when the plants and the trees didn't get water, it's a terrible thing. Drought, uh, you've been through droughts. I know we're up here in North Texas, and people have been through droughts up in this area sometimes and several times. But it's not a pleasant thing. But they, people inhabit the parched places in life. But look at this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is that man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters which spreads out its roots by the river. And he will not fear. We don't have to have that word fear in our vocabulary. When he won't fear when heat comes, when the trials come. When all the hoopla is out there and all the lies are told, 
You won't fear when he comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Because this is the man that trusts in God. Don't trust in the flesh. Don't trust in man. Trust in God. And we're going to have what God said we could have. Amen? It's not that life no longer has difficulties. We're not trying. Listen, somebody said, well, Brother Ferris, you preach like we don't never going to have any difficulties. I didn't say that. I didn't say we wouldn't going to have. In fact, Paul, remember Paul, the Apostle Paul, when he was getting ready to go to Rome and uh, uh, Agabus uh, took his girdle, the, the, the sash that went around his waist that held things in place on him. And he said, Who's it, is this, who does this belong to? Paul said, that's mine. And the prophet said, whoever this belongs to is going to suffer much trouble and problems and pain. Whoever this belongs to. But see, Paul got a word from God to go, and he was going. Now, the people didn't like that, and they didn't trust this prophet of the Lord had said these things, but Agabus didn't know who it belonged to. He just had to give the word of what God said of whose it belonged to. And then finally the people were begging and pleading with Paul, stay, don't go, don't go, don't go. But Paul finally persuaded them, I must obey God. I must, I put my trust in Him. I'm going because God's sending me. You know what the people finally did? They finally cried out in unison, the will of the Lord be done. The will of the Lord be done. Now listen, sometimes difficulties are going to come. I'm not saying you're not going to have difficult times. But those difficulties don't have to be feared. We don't have to walk in fear. We don't have to walk in, in, in that uh, term, uh, torment of fear. Saying, what are we going to do? And we can't, and, but we can remain confident in God. During these difficult times. During these times that we're in right now. These are difficult times for people. Uh, there's people that's literally on the verge of nervous breakdowns. Because they've been, they've been closed in. And they're not used to being closed in. And all of these things are happening. Relationships are strained. And, and uh, things are happening. Because difficulties are there. But I'm not saying we're not going to have difficulties. But you see, the thing is, whatever we're going through, God is with you. Because we have the promise. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but lo, I'm with you always, even to the end. See, God's with us right now. God's with us in it all. He keeps us vibrant and useful to us. We'll, even when we, when we feel languish and, 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 and that the bones or that the times are against us. Everything's against us. Everything that we put our hand to doesn't seem to do anything. And have anybody been there before? I have. I got both hands up. But you know what? God's with you. We have to just put our trust in Him. Put your confidence in the Lord. Acknowledging God and everything's in uh, everything means that we remember that no circumstances come to us outside of His knowledge. God knows all things. God knows all things. God told the disciples some of the things that they were going to go through. God knows it all. Jesus knew it all. But watch this. When we know 
that, that God is in charge and we don't have to fear, where our trust is in Him, then it doesn't matter the difficulties, the pains, and the fears because we know that God will never leave our side. He said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. So, trusting the Lord. Number three, to trust is to fear the Lord. Be not wise in your own eyes, Proverbs 3, 7, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Fear the Lord. Now, that word fear doesn't mean you walk around putting your hand up in front of your face all the time thinking God's going to strike you and hit you. And uh, You know, I'd hate that. I'd hate to know that my daughter, when she was growing up, had to always walk around like that thinking that I was going to hit her and strike her. No, but you know what? It, trusting in God. Uh, be wise. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. Put, putting trust in the wisdom of man and looking to ourselves, both individually, uh, is futile in the extreme. To the extreme, I mean, we, we can't put our confidence in anything of the flesh. We've got to put it in God. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, verse 19 through 21. Paul wrote this to the church at Corinth. He said, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. I mean, you know, we, we need to understand the wisdom of man and the wisdom of this world is nothing compared to God's wisdom in our life if we'll turn ourselves over to him and trust and fear the Lord. Like I said, it's not a fear of a, a tormenting fear, thinking God's going to slap you upside the head every time you walk down the walk there. But no, it's a fear, a reverential fear that you respect and know him. And uh, the solution to being wise in our own eyes is to stand in the awe of the Lord. I mean, we need to stand in awe of God's power. Uh, I am, I stand in awe every time I see a miracle or a healing or something supernatural that God does. I stand in awe of it. We should never get to a point to where we don't stand in awe of the goodness of God and the miraculous power of God. Because that's what he's going to do for us. And he'll do it for us more. But he... But we still need to recognize it's him. Without him doing these things, we would not make it. And we don't, you know, we, we just, it, it, I, I stand in awe. I stand in awe when I see God's power move and God's power work because I know it's not me. It's God moving. It's God doing what he said he would do. And number four is to trust, is to receive life from Christ. <laughs> I'll be, it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones, Proverbs 3 verse 8 says. Trusting in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and fearful awe of the, uh, the fearful awe of the Lord uh, revives us. And the word for flesh here is only used in two other verses in the Bible. In one, it means uh, umbilical cord, and the other, navel. Therefore, the healing uh, spoken of here has a uh, connotation of birth, as if trust in the Lord uh, is a rebirth. See, God's, do, God's rebirthing something in us when we trust Him. Some of us, I'm not saying you haven't never loved the Lord. I'm not saying that. We've all loved God. But when you come through a traumatic time, and it may not just be like the, 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 the situation that our nation's in now. It could be a traumatic time that you went through personally. A loss of a loved one or loss of someone close to you. A trauma of some sort. 
But you know what God wants to do? He wants to bring healing. He wants to bring healing to you because of these traumas that's come. The devil would come to cause you to lose your mind. I mean, he, he, he wants you to get so nervous and jittery that you don't think you're going to make it at all. And, uh, and, and every time somebody talks to you, you're, you're going to cringe because, you, you know, it, because, but, but listen, God wants us to put our trust and confidence in him. His strength is what we need. And we need to trust God. You know, you look at it in the Bible, Peter walking on the water. Now, Jesus wasn't there to walk him out there to him. He said, just come on and walk on the water. Peter had to trust him. He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come walk on the water. Jesus said, come on. He had to trust him. He had to trust God. And he began to walk on the water. And then you know the story when he saw the waves, torrential waves and the, and the slushing of the waves against him and the wind boisterous out there, that he began to sink. He began to sink. Now, how, why did he begin to sink? He took his eyes off of God, off of the Lord Jesus one, for, for, for a minute or two there. He took his eye and got his eyes on the problem and the difficulty, and he began to sink. And when he did... He began to sink, but you know, immediately, immediately. Now, and I, I want to say this to you tonight. Every one of us that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord of our life, we've accepted the blood. We've accepted what he did for us. We know what it felt like when we got saved and born again. And whatever traumatic thing you're going through right now, and this may be a traumatic thing, what we're all going through together. But regardless of what it is, we can be like Peter. We may, we, we, listen, I'm not, God's not slapping you upside the head because you feared all of a sudden and you got your eye upon the thing that can destroy you. No. But what God was pleased with was when Peter, as he began to sink in those waves, he looked up to the master and said, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. In other words, he trusted Jesus. He trusted God. He trusted Him. In spite of the waves, in spite of everything happening around him, he trusted Him. And immediately he got up on top of the water and walked to Jesus on top of the thing that could destroy him. And tonight, God just wants you to understand, trusting is important. God wants us to be able to trust Him. Trust Him in everything that we do. Um, look at Ezekiel 37. The Word of the Lord revives a valley of dry bones. <laughs> now, you, you, can you put yourself in Ezekiel's place, the prophet of the Lord. God says, look at those bones. Can they live again? Ezekiel said, well, Lord, thou knowest. God said, prophesy to these bones that they live. And, Isaac, and Ezekiel, he just said, he prophesied to those bones. And the Bible says that as he prophesied the word of the Lord, he, see, number one, Ezekiel had to put his trust in the Lord. And he had to trust God. And he had to do what God said to do. And when he did what God told him to do, things begin to happen in the supernatural realm. 
And the Bible said that those bones that it was in that it was a it was a valley it was a it was a burial place where they threw all of these soldiers in that they had defeated and they they were dismembered of parts of the body there there it was just skeletons it was just skeletons there and 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 Ezekiel spoke and prophesied and said to those bones live I said to you live <laughs> and he spoke the word of the Lord and those bones started coming together. And they assembled together and they began to come to the place where they, they connected, where they were supposed to connect. And they became a exceedingly great army. Flesh came upon them. And then God told Ezekiel to prophesy to the winds to blow. And they blew. And that was the breath of God blowing life into them. And they stood up an exceeding great army. An army that had been defeated. An army that had been destroyed. An army that had just been annihilated and put into the, into the pit there to just uh, rot away. But now the prophet of God comes and he has to put his trust in the Lord and speak the word of the Lord. And those bones came together. Those bones came to Let somebody say, that's far-fetched. I know, but God does a lot of far-fetched things. And if you look at your life, where you were, that's far-fetched. That God brought you from the depths of sin that you were in and put you right where you are today. You are to praise God for that and thank God for that. But that those bones became a great army of the Lord again because the word of the Lord. Ezekiel had to put his trust in the Lord. He had to trust God and believe that God was going to do what He said He would do. Praise God. Where the Word of the Lord is, it, it, it can revive a valley of dry bones. The Word of God. This Word tonight can revive your spirit to trust Him. Regardless of the pain. Regardless of the hardships. Jesus understands everything about you tonight. Regardless of where you're going. <laughs> God will use everything that's happened for your good and for His glory in ways we can't even comprehend. All things work together for good to those that love the Lord and have been called according to His purpose. I don't understand a lot of things that happen, but you know what? God, if you've got your trust, trust, trust in Him. You trust in Him. God will turn those things and bring it for your good and make it happen for your good. He can provide healing in unexpected ways. God can do it. God can do it, even when hope seems lost, because our hope truly is in the Lord. This is what God's wanting us to see. And then finally, I want to just talk to you about the perfect trust of Jesus Christ. See, trusting in the Lord's the only path to life. You're not going to have any life in your walk with the Lord until you can trust Him. It's going to be lifeless. You're just going to be a religious person walking around. But if you put your trust in the Lord... That's what's going to be the path to life. And in his life, God, Jesus himself in his life, he trusted the Father totally, even to the death. Jesus, listen, Jesus felt pain. He felt the pain. He was beaten. He was tortured. But he trusted his Father totally. And though his work, through his work on the cross, and through the resurrection... In His ascension, He offers us new life, pouring the Spirit into our hearts. And so we're in, we're in, a, new, we're in a culture today where miracles are not talked about too much. It's, it, it's, it's, it's what you can do for yourself. And, 
And uh, I know there's some things we have to do ourselves. We have to put our trust in the Lord. We have to make up our mind to trust God. We have to make up our mind to lift our hands and praise the Lord. We have to make up our mind to serve Him and do the things that He tells us to do. But it's got to be trust in God and trust in the Lord. And in a culture of misplaced trust and broken promises and damaged life, only Jesus is unshakable. Only He's unshakable. Only He is unchangeable. Only He is unbreakable. I mean, uh, He's worthy of all of our trust tonight. Jesus wants your trust in Him. Total trust. He trusted the Father perfectly with all His heart. Through all of His heart, He trusted the Father perfectly. What more could we do but trust Him perfectly? With all of our heart. With all of our heart. Because through Him, God offers healing. God offers wisdom. God offers the victory. And God wants us to acknowledge Him in all of our ways. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Somebody said, it's easy for you to say, preacher. No, no, no. I've had my struggles in trusting at times. We've all had our struggles in trusting at times. We, we, we don't understand things when things happen and, and are bad and go wrong. We don't, but you know what we have to do? We have to just turn it to God and turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you in what you're doing. I trust you in this situation that I'm in tonight. And I believe that you're going to do what you said you'd do. Father, we thank you for the people that have joined us tonight through Facebook Live. We thank you for these individuals, Lord, and you know what they're going through. You know exactly what's in their life, and you know what's happening to them, Lord. And Father, we're just, we're believing that as they've listened to the Word tonight, that they're encouraged, that they're going to lift up their voice, they're going to lift up their, their themselves, and, and they're going to worship you. They're going to worship you. <laughs> they're going to worship you because you're the answer. Father, right now, we declare your peace in their hearts and minds. We declare peace in that situation they're going through. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I'm trusting you, Lord. Oh, I'm trusting you. You've been so faithful. You've been so true. You have never failed me. Though I failed you, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting Oh, I was in prison, but you came to me. You removed those chains, Lord, and you set me free. Oh, this cup of sorrow. I'll drink no more. I'm overflowing with your great joy. Now listen to this next verse. Oh, I cannot 
question all the way that you leave I know that you Lord is all I need each day I'm learning I'm leaning on you I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you. One more time on that course. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you. You've been so faithful, Lord. You've been so true. You have never failed me, though I have failed you. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you. And I declare peace in your life. I declare the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I declare that our God provides all your needs spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially as we put our trust in Him tonight. Let us know how God's touched you tonight. Will you do that? God bless you. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to being right here on Facebook Live Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, one more time. God bless you. Amen.